The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is November 15, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Hope everyone had a great Veterans Day weekend. How about you, Bill? It was great, Gary. All right. Now, do you believe Thanksgiving is right around the corner? I think we have another show coming up and uh, Thanksgiving's here. And another year's coming up real quickly. I just want to introduce uh, my co-host today is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. And good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. Appreciate that, Bill. Now, did you have a lot of events that you went to this last weekend for Veterans Day? Uh, Gary, one that we highlighted at Joint Base Andrews. Uh, here in in the Washington D.C. Uh, Joint Base Andrews is the uh, President's Airport, and we had an interesting, very moving Veterans Day event in the commissary of Joint Base Andrews. Oh, all right, all right. So you had a lot of fun there, huh? You, oh, you also yeah. you gave a, you gave a couple speeches too, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. I did. And 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 there's still there's more to make this week coming up. All right. You know, thanks, thanks to all the communities and businesses throughout the U.S. that participated in making this last weekend uh, great. And again, we're trying to make every day Veterans Day. Now, now, Bill, you have something that's launching off in Wisconsin. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, Gary, as you know, we have had uh, been focusing on the uh, suicides among our uh, veterans and uh, is suicide prevention awareness in particularly. And we, uh, we'd like to recognize the state of Wisconsin for launching its suicide prevention plan. And Gary, let's hope that this is a, a kickoff that uh, all of the states around the country will pick up on this because suicide prevention is so important and being able to have some awareness in how to uh, to deal with these concerns, uh, this can be a a, a great thing uh, that the uh, the states can do uh, at their particular level. So we're hoping that uh, uh, many states will come behind Wisconsin and pick up on uh, establishing establishing a suicide prevention plan. Uh, yes. That would be great if they all can do that. Okay, we're trying to get what VSOs involved also, but uh, it's sort of been tough on that end. 
Well, now, we're going to take it wherever we can get it, and maybe they'll soon jump on board. That's right. You also have a little uh, information, a little news on the, uh, that I believe it's a movie coming out called Hacksaw Ridge. Yes, sir, Gary. Hacksaw Ridge is about the brutal battle of Okinawa in World War II, and there's a, a gentleman, Damien Tomlinson, who is making his screen acting debut as Ralph Morgan, a soldier found with his legs blown off during the battle. Uh, uh, Damien, who's 35 years of age, had both legs destroyed by a Taliban bomb in 2009 while serving with the Australian Special Forces in Afghanistan, and a tale that inspired the director, Mel Gibson, while shooting the movie in Sydney, Australia. And Mel said, when we found out about Damien's story, it was like, wow, we have to get this guy on board. And he was an example to all of them. So um, this is a very, very uh, interesting movie. It's highly rated, and we encourage everybody to go out uh, and, uh, and see the movie. Wow. Now, he came, I guess he came over to the DAV meeting, correct, and they told, told you about it? Well, uh, yes, Mel Gibson was there uh, and it, uh, announced that in advance back in August at the National Convention of the VA, uh, DAV in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. All right. All right. Well, Bill, you have the pleasure of introducing our guest, Jeremy. And it is my pleasure and my honor to introduce Jeremy Amick, who for several years has volunteered as public affairs officer with the Silver Star Families of America, a Missouri-based organization that recognizes the service and sacrifices of veterans who wounded or injured from their service in combat. In this capacity, Jeremy writes articles for several Missouri newspapers and websites highlighting the unique experiences of military veterans from all eras. To date, Jeremy has had more than 500 articles published in addition to four military history books, Jefferson City at War, 1916 to 1975, Soldierly Devotion, Cole County at War, 1861 to 1875, and The Lucky Ones, Legacy of World War II Tank Destroyer. Uh, Jeremy has recently completed a book about James Shipley, a Tipton, Missouri veteran who was a medic, uh, mechanic rather, with the famed Tuskegee Airmen during the Second World War and is currently working on a book highlighting Missouri's role in the Spanish-American War. Jeremy served in the United States Army and the Missouri National Guard and received a medical discharge in 2004 uh, due to uh, combat-related injuries. Jeremy is a member of the Disabled American Veterans and the American Legion and is also on the board of the Missouri Society of Military History. Jeremy, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Well, good well, morning. Jeremy. Glad to be here. All right. 
And uh, why don't we start from the beginning, Jeremy? How did how did the uh, the Silver Star families? How did it all start? Well, the genesis of the Silver Star families kind of dates back to uh, the First World War. At that time, you know, there was an organization that was very active called the American War Mothers. And as we were deploying, you know, tens of thousands of our doughboys overseas, the War Mothers came up with the, uh, the, the Blue Star Service Banner, which we still see to this day, you know, the, uh, the, the white banner with the red trim and the uh, blue star in the center to represent, you know, one of their loved ones that was uh, serving overseas. Well, what would happen is whenever one of their loved ones was killed in action, they would take the golden thread and, and sew it over that blue star, and that gave birth to the, uh, the gold star family's tradition. And likewise, whenever their loved one, one of their loved ones was injured during the First World War, they would take silver thread and sew it over that blue star, which gave birth to the silver star banner tradition. And uh, this, this tradition actually carried forth many years into uh, into the Second World War and kind of up into Korea, and shortly after that, it, it, it kind of faded out of usage. And in, until 2004, when our founders, Stephen Newton, who was uh, himself a uh, veteran of the Navy and the Marine Corps, and his uh, uh, dear wife, uh, Diana Newton, uh, formed a uh, nonprofit in this tradition called the Silver Star Families of America. And uh, since that time, uh, one of our uh, cardinal programs has been honoring our service members who have been wounded, injured, or ill because of a combat-related injury, uh, awarding them with a, uh, a Silver Star banner. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Now, uh, Steve, I, I read a lot about Steve, and I've also talked to Steve. Uh, he sounds like a great guy to especially work for. Um, now, it was him and his wife that actually started this. They're both co-founders, right? That is correct, yes. That's right. All right. Now, as far as the organization, is it just based in Missouri, or, or are you national? Well, the, the home address, you know, for the organization is in Clever, Missouri, which is a thriving metropolis of, I don't know, 50 people or so. It's not a very large town, uh, but it does have a, uh, a nationwide uh, fingerprint because uh, we pull in volunteers uh, from every state in the union uh, to basically represent the Silver Star families in their respective locales. Mm -hmm. Now, about the services that you offer, okay. tell us a little bit about those. Well, there, there's many, and like I said, uh, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll never get to all of them just because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I sleep at night and I tend to forget things. But uh, uh, the, the Cardinal program, as I mentioned, was the Silver Star Banner, uh, where veterans can um, request a uh, Silver Star Banner if they have a combat-related injury that's potentially compensable by the Department of Veterans Affairs. Um, and, and this Silver Star Banner, what we have oftentimes is a lot of these volunteers that I refer to in, in local communities will coordinate um, uh, presentations of Silver Star Banners. You know, they'll, get a, they'll have an event coming up. A lot of times it's local VFW, DAV post, have an event coming up where they want to recognize some of their combat injured veterans. Uh, so they'll get their information together and request these banners, and then those Silver Star families volunteers will present these banners in a formal ceremony, and we've actually, uh, here in Missouri, I've been fortunate enough that I'm located here in Jefferson City, the state capital, uh, and that I can work with the uh, the governor's office, and our, our current governor, 
Governor Jay Nixon. I've uh, he's presented many of these banners for us in ceremonies at the state capitol, and we hope to see more of this happening in other states throughout the union. If we can get our you know volunteer corps cadre together to uh, to coordinate these events and work with their respective uh, governors in the state, uh, we also have programs related to homeless veterans. We have certificates of appreciation. Uh, that we issue for uh, those who have served in the merchant marines and uh, anybody that's uh, uh, served in a, in a medical capacity in the service as well. We recognize them because those medical staff are obviously have been uh, uh, confronted a lot of uh, issues related to uh, our wounded veterans as well. Uh, there's a law enforcement program. Uh, like I said, I could go on and on, and I would request that uh, uh, folks please visit our website, silverstarfamilies.org, to kind of see all the programs that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you pretty much uh, survive with volunteers, correct? Yes, yes. I mean, you know, we, we, we have a very, a very small, small budget, and we do survive through donations and volunteers. Everybody involved, like myself, is a volunteer. We do it because we ourselves have, have have served in the military, or we want to support those who have served. So it's it's, it's key to our survival, our, our volunteer cadre. Yes. And how can you would like more volunteers, wouldn't you? Oh, we're always searching for more volunteers. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I do request that they, they visit our website, and we have the contact for our founder and co-founder on there. And, and if, if somebody wants to volunteer, uh, they will definitely find an outlet uh, through which they can do so. All right. And everything is located right on the site. So that's all I have to do is go go to the silverstarfamilies.org and, and uh, read more about it. And if you feel like joining, give them a call. Write them an email. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, 
back to our program. Welcome back to again, Jeremy, Public Affairs Officer with the Silver Star Families of America. Now, Jeremy, you were mentioning on break that uh, there's an accommodation also that uh, Steve gives out uh, uh, to the vets. Yeah, it's called our Annual Founders Commendation, and uh, essentially this, uh, this award is uh, giving to an individual or organization who has gone above and beyond uh, in their support of our veterans and d- disabled veterans. And, uh, oh, I'm trying to think, we've been doing this five or six years now, mm-hmm. and one of the first ones that uh, we recognized was uh, uh, it was awarded to General Petraeus and then uh, President George W. Bush, and then um, I had the pleasure, along with Diana Newton, of presenting uh, one of the subsequent year's awards to uh, Miss Ann Margaret. Of course, you know, she's done so much, especially for our, our Vietnam veterans with her uh, uh, tours uh, back many years ago. Um, Gary Sinise was one of our award recipients. Um, the band Motley Crue, the hard rock band, was uh, recognized one year. Uh, for a lot of money that they raised in support of uh, veterans. Um, I don't know. I know most, most recently uh, the award was given to uh, this. Uh, earlier this year, we traveled to St. Louis and awarded the, the accommodation to the band Three Doors Down for a lot of the work that they do uh, as far as raising money and funds for uh, our disabled and uh, veterans in general. And, of course, it's kind of interesting that their their guitarist, Chris Henderson, is himself a Navy veteran. So that was a nice little connection to have as well. All right. How about the Lieutenant Dan Band? (laughs) Yeah, well, Gary Sinise. He was was one of our recipients, and we actually presented that to him. He he, he did a concert uh, in a little town called Centertown, Missouri, Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years back uh, to raise money to build a uh, smart home for one of our uh, uh, local Marines that had been uh, paralyzed from the waist down after he was, uh, he'd been shot by a sniper in Afghanistan. And uh, the Lieutenant Dan Band came out and did this concert to raise the, help raise the funds for this house. And uh, we went backstage, and that's the point where during this Lieutenant Band con- Dan Band concert that we presented the award to him. That's great. Now, Bill, I know you had a question. Well, a, a comment. Uh, first, Jeremy, I've, I've been to your website, and I, I want to commend you on a very impressive website that you have. And I, 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 I took a little excerpt from your, your mission statement, which says, to remember, honor, and assist our wounded, ill, and injured, and dying from all wars. And uh, specifically, I'd uh, just like to know, uh, well, since in that little statement there, uh, uh, you uh, would probably be uh, interacting with uh, veterans or could be from many of the service organizations such as the DAV, the uh, Military Order of the Purple Heart, BFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and even the Paralyzed Veterans of America also. Give us a little idea how this interactive working uh, uh, with those organizations, if you do that, and how it fits into your mission statement. Well, I mean, sure, sure as you're aware, being a fellow member of the DAV, and I'm also a member of the American Legion, um, one of the things that uh, we don't have currently yet with the Silver Star families is we don't have veteran service officers. And one of the, you know, the key things that you we're dealing with, especially with a lot of these young veterans, is, is connecting them with resources and the, the VA system and a lot of times uh, uh, to help them Acquire, you know, compensation 
uh, for any injuries that they may have received during their uh, their service in, in, in combat and overseas. And we have to do that through VSOs, through the American Legion, through the DAV, through the PBA, you know, all these other organizations. So we, uh, you know, we all work closely with those organizations to to identify who some of the best VSOs are, and then if we come into contact with those service members needing assistance in filing those claims and acquiring those benefits, then we do a warm handoff to them to make sure that they can receive those benefits. And, Jeremy, uh, uh, as you know, and certainly I do, that is a monumental task in dealing in those areas that you just mentioned, uh, from the benefit side and even the uh, the healthcare side. Uh, you know, and, and I'm sure you've probably experienced this. I, I really believe that uh, uh, the, the the biggest void that we've faced in the veterans community is a lack of information. Because if you don't know how to navigate the system, you're pretty much lost. I mean, it's it's large, it's cumbersome, uh, it, it can it can really test your last nerve and to the point that you want to just say, I give up and I don't want to have to deal with this. But it's organizations such as yours working either individually or collectively with these organizations, the VSOs, that has to keep this going because it's very important to those individuals. And also another component there is with the family involvement. Uh, How does that work for you? Well, you know, there's, there's certain benefits and resources for the caregivers as well. Many of those are uh, established under federal law, and we want to make sure that the, the families are aware that those resources are out there. And uh, I think one of the things you maybe experienced too is um, I, I'm not going to bash the VA. I just don't. I don't want to do that. But you know, we, we certainly don't want the individuals working directly with VA to access these benefits because uh, time and time again we've seen uh, the results shown that when they go through a VSO, a veteran service officer, they tend to get uh, uh, an increased level of benefit uh, because these service officers are well-trained. They know what resources are out there. They know what the individual might qualify, and they ensure that they can go in there and fight on their behalf to acquire those benefits. So like I said, the key thing, the, the key component of this program is making sure they get with a service officer to represent them before the Department of Veterans Affairs. Yeah, and that, that that's very important because that's a frustrating situation, Jeremy, as you know. Many of these individuals, especially in the recent serving veterans in the areas of Iraq and Afghanistan, these are individuals who uh, had time in the reserves and National Guard, such as yourself, where they were living very successful uh, lives with their families and raising, sending their kids to school. But for these uh, back-to-back deployments, their lives became interrupted, family life fractured, I mean, to the point, I mean, in some real serious situations. And when they return with medical issues or benefit issues, it becomes very important that that moves on a straight, clear path. And when you start, you get things rolling in the right direction uh, at the beginning because, you know, we will continue to have these situations where it becomes very a very negative experience for our veterans. Yeah, and if I, if I might speak just a moment uh, from personal experience, I mean, a lot of these benefits, as I said, they won't know about unless they go through a VSO. Uh, for example, I, I injured my neck 
in the service and, uh, you know, many, many years ago, and it got worse and worse until earlier this year, I, I finally had to have surgery and to have, uh, you know, a couple of my vertebra uh, fused and of course, uh, you know, basically I could tell my wife I had a metal, a bionic neck installed, screws and plates and all that. And, and it was done through the VA, but had I not gone through a VSO to, to prior to the surgery, I wouldn't have known that for that time that I was off from my full time job uh, as a result of this surgery for a service connected injury that I, I could receive 100% of the VA disability compensation rate for that time I was off. Nobody had, well, had told me that other than a VSO. So, again, I mean, that's, that's important stuff. And I think, like, you understand that we, we definitely need to get uh, these folks that are, I call them kids, you know, because everybody's younger than me, it seems like, anymore that's coming out <laughs> of service. Get these young men and women to a VSO to ensure that they understand the benefits to which they're entitled and that they can access, access those, hopefully, in a timely manner. And, Jeremy, you know, what you said is is, is, is so much right on target because – uh, I, you know, I've seen the frustrations when I've when I've been present at uh, VA clinics or VA medical center, and a veteran comes in and says, "Look, I've got this problem, and I and and, and I, I want to get some assistance, a medical issue." And the first question that the the the, the, the VA uh, representative is going to ask, "Well, are you enrolled in yeah. uh, in the in the uh, in the uh, service plan?" Uh, through uh, the uh, the VA, and then that 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 causes the veteran a lot of times to say, "Well, gee, what do you mean enrollment? Since I served and I expected I uh, that I can come here and get help, but that's a basic step one of knowing that you've got to be enrolled. You can do that online, or you can do come into the VA and get it done. And just that experience with." not having the knowledge becomes very, very frustrating and can turn the veteran off for a very long time. Yes, and I think uh, I think a lot of that, you know, we, we talked like my father who was of the Vietnam era, you know, had a much different experience where they were turned off from the VA system and the, the care they had received was, you know, subpar. However, I have to, you know, anymore, especially on the medical side, I have nothing but, but the praise for him. I mean, it's definitely... Especially here in Missouri, we're quite fortunate. Uh, you know, where where I go here is in Columbia, Missouri, which is uh, about thirty thirty five minutes from Jefferson City, and we have a a wonderful wonderful VA VA hospital. The doctors are great. A lot of them are tied in with the University of Missouri, and of course, then we have a lot of the CBOX, the local clinics now, which is another improvement that's happened in recent years, where they started putting these local clinics in the communities where, you know, there's like a uh, you know, a certain collection of a, a certain number of veterans, and ours is here in Jefferson City, and it's uh, it's been a great experience. And I think the VA's, uh, you know, done it made a 180 turn, uh, you know, from the period of post-Vietnam to what it's become now. And uh, it's, it seems like it's continuing to get better. But as I said, and like you said, as far as the benefits and getting these uh, young folks enrolled, we definitely need to make sure that they're, you know, accessing those, those VSOs. And uh, I believe uh, during your introduction, he indicated that uh, you were associated with the uh, uh, one of the state demar- departments of Veterans Affairs, and of course here in Missouri, and I'm sure as most other states, they have uh, you know a listing of good VSOs that these uh, these young men and women can access once they're getting out of the service. Well, absolutely, Jeremy, and I, I just like to get this in. I'd like to be able to solicit your efforts as a a, 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 
public affairs person with this uh, issue of veteran suicides. And you, you heard us in the, in the news portion talking about uh, the state of Wisconsin and suicide prevention awareness. <clears throat> that is something that's, that's very critical. And, you know, we talk about 22 a day and the VA says down to 20. But, you know, that, that's suspect because the, 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 the study that the, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs conducted in 2012, I believe it is, and where they were soliciting reports from all 50 states, we only had 21 states to report. 29 Mm -hmm. did not report, and in that 29 was three of the most popular states as far as veterans are concerned, uh, Texas, uh, California, and Florida. Uh, so that rate can be higher, and especially with our women veterans who are taking their lives in greater numbers of their counterparts who are in the civilian side in, uh, in our populated communities. So suicide prevention of awareness is so important, and, you know, we're, we're doing everything to try to ring the bell and hope that everybody hears that, that that's so important, and I'm sure that the state of Missouri could be very helpful to us in that. Oh, I, myself, and I'm sure everyone that I'm associated with as far as uh, the Silver Star families would be uh, be more than pleased to do whatever we can to assist in that endeavor. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll just, we'll come back with that. And I just want everybody not to forget about our partner, the VSP channel, which is the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel, and their national campaign, Donate 22 today to help build a very important veterans broadcasting studio. The VSP channel totally understands its hard times that a lot of us are going through. So right now, we're accepting any amount of the campaign, even if it's just a dollar. No matter how much you want to give to this cause, we want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your support. It means a lot to our veterans. You, our listener, are the catalyst for this campaign, so pass this info to your friends and family. You're not only going to be helping our veterans and their families, but you'll be helping create a state-of-the-art, all-veterans broadcast studio in Central Texas, which would mean jobs for our veterans. The VSP channel is appealing directly to the general public with this call to action. Donate 22 or any amount you can today campaign. With help, with the special from these special people who care, they can build a state-of-the-art veterans broadcast studio. So go to the VSPchannel.com to learn more about the project and donate today. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with again Jeremy, public affairs officer with the Silver Star Families of America. Now, Jeremy, you and Steve both do a lot of writing. How does it help our wounded? These writing, uh, these articles that you write, and books. Well, the, you know, with the profits that are, that are come from these, uh, go back to the Silver Star families of America. Because I, I know Steve's like me, and in, in that uh, he enjoys writing. Oh, it's it's just something that uh, it's really really a passion for us, and uh, we would feel a little bit guilty if we made you know money off off a veteran story. That's not our intent. So, but our intent is to, uh, especially with mine, uh, Steve's writing is a little bit different. Uh, uh, is is the historical aspect preserving stories, and that's kind of what I've been doing uh, with my writing. I have a uh, a weekly column in our state capitals newspaper, the Jefferson City News Tribune. Uh, they afford me that, and I in that column I get to share a piece of each week of a uh, the story of a veteran's military service, or maybe something of uh, military historical interest, like uh, perhaps I've, I've done an article on Wentworth Military Academy or. The John J. Pershing, General John J. Pershing Historic Site, things like that. And um, in doing those weekly columns, I've been able to compile uh, many of these stories into uh, into book format, and they've uh, they've been pretty popular. Uh, of course, Missouri is a very very patriotic state. Uh, I've also had the pleasure of writing uh, a couple books um, on individual veterans, and the one that uh, Bill had mentioned earlier, was Soldierly Devotion. That was uh, based upon a, uh, a box of letters and photographs that one of our local uh, veterans gave me uh, regarding their grandfather, who uh, who had been who was married in uh, 1917 and shortly thereafter was drafted into World War One. And during that time frame, he and his wife wrote letters back and forth to one another, and it basically just chronicled his entire period of service. You know, from his training at uh, Camp Pike, Arkansas, all the way to his uh, deployment to Luxembourg and, and then his return to the to the states and it was just kind of a little fascinating snapshot of what a uh, you know a Missouri farmer went through and how he viewed everything going on during World War 1 and um following that uh, during one of my interviews I met a uh, gentleman by the name of Norbert Gerling he was one of the uh, first residents of our county that was actually drafted in World War 2 and he ended up uh, training at Fort Bragg and was attached to the 609th Tank Destroyer Battalion. He became a gunner on a M18 Hellcat. And just listening to his stories for a couple of these newspaper articles, I just thought, man, this is this is fascinating stuff. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you see in movies. So I ended up doing a lot more interviews, many more interviews with him and getting photographs and doing an entire book 
about his service, and he was very, very humble man, you know, a local farmer, and um, he kept telling me during the during these interviews, he goes, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. There's a lot of guys that went through much worse than me, and then he ended up going in the hospital early January, and the book came out while he was in the hospital, and I took it up to him because he was so excited because he was sharing his story with the nurses up at the VA hospital in Columbia, and he wanted to... Uh, uh, you know, share that book with them. And uh, two weeks after the uh, book came out, he passed away. So that's uh, that was kind of a depressing moment. But I'm glad that, uh, that he got to see his story uh, come out before before he did pass. And uh, it's just it's just things like that. You know, trying to capture these firsthand accounts of what our veterans experienced. I mean, we we can write about them in past tense, but it's 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 just much more powerful to have in their own words to know what they went through. Oh, I bet. Now, are your books available on the uh, website? Uh, no, they aren't. We are going to put them up there um, very soon. Um, I've been selling a lot through Facebook, and people are, are welcome to contact me uh, through Facebook if they'd like to, to, to purchase those, uh, you know, before we get them on the website. And, of course, you know, it's Jeremy Paul Amick, and uh, the Amick has a umlaut over the A, uh, kind of hailing back to our German heritage, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, if they want to contact me, or I can give you my email address, if that would be all right as well. Sure. Why don't and you? that's J A M I C K one J A M I C one at Earthlink dot net. And my wife likes to to, to make fun of me because I have an Earthlink address. She says I'm. Still living in the Atari age, so. <laughs> All right. Well, pretty soon you'll be on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Well, actually, the, the current book I'm, 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 I've just finished, the one about the Tuskegee Airmen, it should be definitely available online when that comes out early next year. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about that because this gentleman, uh, Jim Shipley, he, uh, you know, you hear about the Tuskegee Airmen. Who, who, who are the ones you always hear about? The pilots and the officers. That's right. Well, this gentleman Ooh. was a mechanic. He was an enlisted mechanic. So he has uh-huh. a very unique perspective on the Tuskegee Airmen, what he went through as a mechanic over in Italy. So I'm excited to share his story. All right. I'd like to know when that get, comes out, Jeremy, because I've had the opportunity to, to meet and uh, conversate with uh, some of the original Tuskegee Airmen uh, most of you probably know are in the twilight of the years, uh, 90 plus years of age, and uh, you know, to, you hear their side, but also someone such as this gentleman who was a mechanic in support of their uh, operations. Uh, that should be very interesting. Well, and even just the, uh, the the social the social awareness of what they went through even prior to. The war is fascinating because, you know, I talk about Jim growing up in a uh, in Tipton, Tipton, Missouri, you know, at a time when Jim Crow laws were prevalent and everything was segregated. And he went to an all-black school where his father was principal. And it was just, it's just fascinating, all this history that ties together. And uh, uh, every time I, I, I go visit him, you know, I tell my wife, well, I have a weekend. I'm going to go visit Jim for half an hour while I'm gone half a day. So it's, <laughs> they, they pull you in. <laughs> He, he, oh, yes. He's got to be in his mid-90s, I would guess. He is 93, 
Okay. All right. I think he recently, uh, I think back in March or so, he went down to Tuskegee for the uh, 75th anniversary for the uh, the founding of the Tuskegee Airmen. So he was excited to make that trip. Yeah, great. Wow, that's phenomenal. Now here's a, here's a question that uh, a lot of a lot of uh, our listeners are very interested. You know, there's what about Bill? About forty three thousand nonprofit organizations out there. Right, right. Okay. Now it, it's it's hard. You have to uh, you know go out there. You have to see the transparency in these organizations. See which one uh, that you want to donate to. But as far as the uh, the Silver Star families goes, how much of your donations actually go to the programs? Approximately ninety seven percent. That is phenomenal. And the reason we're able to do that is, like I said, passionate volunteers. Mm-hmm. That's correct. That is correct. Now, you service the whole state of Missouri, correct? Nationwide. Nation- oh, yeah. right, besides that, you know, as yeah, far as your volunteers that was, that was a, go. That was a ZZ Top song, right, nationwide. <laughs> we should have that as our theme song, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> maybe to give us permission to use that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But yes, that's, that is great that you're doing that. Again, uh, as far as volunteers, uh, they cover all the fields as far as uh, an advocate. Uh, name some of the others that your volunteers can do. Well, coordinating these ceremonies, you know, you know with uh, you know, various governor's offices, various uh, um, VSO, veteran service organizations. We also, uh, it's important too to have volunteers at the, uh, you know, the, you know, mind reviewing and, and following through on different legislation that might be going through within a specific state. You know, one uh, one such example is here in Missouri. Uh, several of us here in the Jeff City area. Uh, we're very active in the establishment of, of veterans courts, which uh, tie directly in a lot of our, our combat wounded, you know, those coming back with uh, issues related to post-traumatic stress and whatnot that might run afoul of the law under some circumstances. And unfortunately, these veterans courts uh, uh, find a way to uh, get them the services they need to get back on the right path without, uh, you know, throwing them behind bars as, you know, the used to be the, uh, the common thread, the common theme in our society. So, uh, being active in that, uh, uh, and there's many more, many more. And if they go to the website, they can see a lot of the opportunities that are available. Right. Now, as far as uh, I know, we touched on it earlier, but uh, one of the concerns is out there is uh, homelessness. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you how do you help with that problem? Well, you the homeless. Uh, uh, to be quite honest with you, that is uh, one of the things I know that we are involved in. And I apologize that I'm not very well read up on what we are doing with that. I know we have a homeless uh, uh, challenge program under our under our website uh, where they provide assistance and resources through several organizations such as the VFW Homeless Program, the Beacon of Hope Program, where we work with those organizations. I personally have not been involved, uh, you know, with that aspect of it, and there's only... You know, we're, we have so much going on. You know, I think you understand it's kind of hard to keep track of it all at times. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we have you ever heard of McVet? McVet? No, I have not. Yeah. Bill, um, uh, they're a friend. You're a friend of theirs, aren't you? You're, yeah, you're in the same that, area. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, that, that's uh, the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training, uh, which is in Baltimore, Maryland. 
they've been in operation for about 20 years. And, you know, they, 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 these guys have done an outstanding job during that time and, and getting, bringing people them in and turning their lives around from whether or not it's been a dependency on drugs or alcohol. They get them cleaned up, get them, uh, you know, their skills up, education and what have you, and, 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 and it's been tremendous. Many of these individuals now are business owners, they're homeowners, they're raising families, some are practicing laws, uh, law, uh, you know, in, in the area. So uh, 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 they're well known on the East Coast. I don't know about, uh, you know, in Missouri and out towards the West, mm-hmm. but uh, Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training. Okay. Yeah. I know we have a resource similar to that in Columbia, Missouri, uh, that focuses on veterans and getting them back on the you know the path of, of, of clean living and getting them in a in a path towards education and, and and whatnot. And I think it's it's very similar to that. It may not have as large a footprint, but uh, hopefully these yeah. type of programs start sprouting up everywhere. Well, right. if if no more, Jeremy, and I think one of the things that we're trying to encourage in the American Heroes Network is organizations that are doing similar things and 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 in some cases not necessarily similar to get them you know married up so they can be networking and look there's so much that we can do for ourselves by way of the grassroots organizations such as your organization that I think is really, really going to get us over the hurdle uh, uh, much faster than depending on the government doing this for us all the time. That's definitely that's, that's a good point. And I think, uh, as you guys are probably aware, with the, with the current slate of veterans, uh, social social media has been kind of key in making sure we can connect these uh, uh, younger generations to uh, these resources. Well, 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 absolutely, absolutely, and, and, and you know, and there's a divide there because you 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 what's left the World War II Korea, and even the early uh, uh, veterans from Vietnam, they're not that much into social media, but when you get to the Gulf. War and Iraq and Afghanistan is a different story, and you can get more information out that's received and acted upon through social media with the, these more recent serving veterans. That's right. Really, uh, good point. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeremy, public relations officer with the Silver Star Families of America. Now, Jeremy, you were talk we want you wanted to go back to the World War II. Is that correct? Oh, yes, if, if we have okay. a few moments. Sure, uh, go ahead. One thing we've been doing here in the central Missouri I'm very excited about is that a lot of our World War II veterans who, uh, who fought in, in France or the European theater or you had some type of participation in liberating France in World War II are eligible for the French Legion of Honor Medal, which is the highest award bestowed by the nation of France. And uh, what we've been doing is we've identified World War II vets uh, that uh, participated in the liberation of France during World War II uh, we interview them and then get their paperwork and all their supporting documentation together and then nominate them for this award through our local French consulate in uh, in France. And uh, many of them have been uh, awarded this uh, this great award. And uh, then we work with our governor's office to see that they are uh, presented uh, this this beautiful beautiful recognition for their service. And it, it you know these like uh, Bill had said many of these. World War II vets are in the twilight of their years, and uh, this is uh, uh, not so much for them, but that for their family, kind of a remembrance and honor for them to see, uh, you know, that grandfather or that father or that great uncle receive an award by, uh, you know, one of our local elected officials. And, of course, the news media comes out and covers it, and it's really a, a great event that's uh, easy to plan and organize, and it's not that difficult to uh, to nominate these uh, these veterans for this recognition. So. That is great. That is great. Bill? Well, uh, Jeremy, it's, it's great that you're doing that. You know, World War II, uh, those uh, great guys and ladies, uh, the, uh, the name was bestowed upon them as the greatest gener- generation. And I'm sure you, you're probably aware that during that time we amassed uh, a, a fighting force of 16 million yeah. in World War II. And uh, today, as they're in the twilight years of their lives, uh, about uh, 800,000, maybe less, uh, are still with us today. But, uh, but it's a great group. Uh, they had a tremendous impact with their wartime service, their community service, uh, uh, their, their great transition into being educated and being very productive uh, uh, c- citizens in our society. So uh, it's great for us to always be able to uh, recognize these individuals. It's very easy and, and rewarding to do so. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, very quickly, uh, 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 Jeremy, 
uh, you know, I, I saw something again in the website, and I wanted to, and there's a, a dichotomy here with what you're doing with legislation uh, and some of the things that you mentioned, veterans' courts that you spoke about uh, uh, also. You know, those veterans' courts had their beginning with the uh, Buffalo Project up in, in New York, and, and it, 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 it had a slow takeoff, but I think it's beginning now to uh, become very popular uh, across the country, and they're doing great things. Here's something, and, and, and I saw further in terms of with the, uh, the State Motor Vehicle Administration with that driver's license, uh, with Veterans Courts in Maryland, and like a lot of other states, on our license plates now, on our license, driver's license, uh, veteran status is identified on the license, the driver's okay. license, those uh, 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 permanently disabled veterans on their license plates, they have permanent uh, registration, one time, one time only, and it's there. And when these individuals, if they're stopped by the police, that is an information right there that lets them know that we're dealing with a veteran, and if something comes up where these individuals can be referred to uh, a veterans court or where they can intervene there to try to, you know, because really where they need to be is not in, in the, uh, uh, you know, in the court system in terms of uh, uh, to get them squared away, but probably getting some help. So there is that, that dichotomy of relationship. And, you know, there's so many gaps that are, 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 are missing by what the Department of Veterans Affairs had, had for us that really can be accomplished at our state and local level. So uh, uh, in your organization, I think you can be, uh, uh, be a prime mover in moving a lot of that on also. Well, fortunately, it sounds like Missouri and Maryland are, are parallel in a lot of what they've done thus far for, uh, for our veterans, and let's hope uh, all the other states catch up. Uh, we, we will continue to promote that, sir. <laughs> All right. Now, Jeremy, what's uh, what's the website address again? Silverstarfamilies.org, O-R-G. All right. Now, we only do have a couple minutes left, and Jeremy, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Well, just, you know, as, as I said before, the Silver Star Families of America is, is a very small organization. We have a small economic footprint. And we would, uh, we would request that, uh, you know, individuals would, you know, prayer, prayerfully consider uh, in making a do- donation and helping us in our mission, uh, along with the organizations you mentioned earlier, too, as well. And if, uh, if, if you cannot do so or if you also would like to, to volunteer to visit our website and uh, to contact Steve and Diana Newton uh, so they can connect you with a, a manner, a means within your own state to help uh, uh, assist our wounded and injured veterans under the umbrella of the Silver Star Families of America. All right. And Bill? Well, Jeremy, thank you for your service to this great country of ours. Thank you for your continued service to veterans because it's veterans helping veterans. It's, it's going to get us past uh, where we need to be and to continue to live successful lives. Thanks for coming on, and we certainly hope to have you as a guest in the future. I would certainly look forward to it, and I appreciate this opportunity. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7, and you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation thanks to you.